welcome everybody to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave. Dave Stevens. I'm Tony Pervenanzi. We're missing two guys, Dave. Yeah, that was a short introduction. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, um, well, now, Connor was up, I think he was up in uh, Duluth again, or somewhere. I feel like Wisconsin. Wisconsin, He's Wisconsin. Out of town. Out of town. Yep. He yep. just came back. He's not available. He's got a baby. He's got something to do. I understand that. Understandable. Yep. David was actually at the Brewers game in Miami today. Uh, cool. So he didn't get a chance really to watch the Loons game as much today. Uh, but then he was driving back, and he's at least 30 minutes out. So I told him to jump on if he wants to. If he doesn't want to, it's up to him. No big deal. Well, well, um, we'll just uh, we'll just have fun until he gets here, if he gets here. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of cool that he had an opportunity to go to Miami to catch a baseball game against, yeah. he said, the Brewers. So yes. his yes. home team, of course, and yep. uh, kind of scouting it out. Have we mentioned we're going to Miami on about a month or so? I wasn't going to mention that, but I guess we are. Okay. All right. Well, good that he could uh, scout that stadium out for us. The, yep. He's got the ins and outs now with the parking and the whole situation. So that's oh. great. Uh, according to him, we don't need to get tickets anytime soon because there was like <laughs> there's like seven thousand people there. They they and you, I thought I heard you, either you said or somebody said they average maybe twelve thousand, which I'm yeah. assuming is well under fifty percent capacity. Yeah. So last year I like I texted you guys they averaged like eight thousand, which reminds me, like I said in the text, reminds me of the old dome days when you and I and Johnny and Nels and Daryl and all of us used to go to those games and there was nobody there. It, it's tough though, isn't it? I mean, like even if, first of all, Miami is not the most competitive team right now, or nor has yeah. been for quite a while. But it, it's it's a little tough. I mean, you almost have to have an indoor stadium. I think Miami's retractable. I th- they are. I believe. Yeah. But yeah, obviously in the middle of well, it's May now, but even into May and June, obviously July, it's it's kind of like you know it's going to be closed. Mm-hmm. And so you, you fight that battle. It's like well, yeah, you're watching baseball, but you're indoors. It doesn't quite feel the same. So yeah, I guess. But I don't know if. Miami's got enough people. If they put a competitive product on the field, they're, they're trying. Much. They're trying. Yeah, they got yeah. some good players. That Jazz Chisholm. They got some great starting uh, starting rotation guys. Um, I think Mattingly is still the coach. I believe Don Mattingly. I believe is still the coach. That's cool. That's Not cool. sure. And of course, Derek Jeter owns part of the team. He, he, yeah, that was a, kind of an embattled situation. I thought yeah. was his, with his ownership, but uh, yeah, he still might be in the mix. But I mean, come on, it's Miami. I mean. Yeah, Every, everything is good in Miami, right? You would th- I, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we uh, get jumping into games and such, um, this has been a it's been a great weekend outdoors, especially. Mm. It's been fantastic out there. Um, I've been uh, trying to quarantine myself and my wife because she has COVID. I uh, got that on Wednesday, so that's been fun. Um, making sure she stays in her room or goes outside. Uh, and then wearing masks around everywhere, you know, whatever. So luckily hmm. me and my youngest daughter are not, don't have COVID. So keep testing ourselves, but. Let's hope it stays that way for sure. Yeah. I'm like it's telling you, Dave, it's like a bad cold to her. I mean, it's like, yeah. she's felt really kind of sick or a bad cold and low energy, but she's getting better. So um, before we get into the beers, I want to mention disgruntled brewing i think we've had disgruntled on the podcast before and i wish connor was here to say that we have i believe we have i believe i had disgruntled brewing uh from perm minnesota i don't know if i mentioned this their um last day of uh making beer is today hmm. it's may 15th um so today is the day um and so um it's kind of sad to see a local brewery go under but uh they yeah, made what, some good uh... beers 
How? Uh, yeah, for, I almost, I almost, you know, kind of, I had one of those uh, weekends last weekend when we recorded where it was kind of a random one for me and where I just go to my local liquor store and hope to find something new or interesting. I almost went with them, but uh, how long have they been uh, brewing then? Do you know? No, have a ball, ball I have, I have no idea. Um, I suppose I could take a but look I, here. Yeah. It's probably been, let's see, six years. Okay. So they've been doing this longer than we've been doing the podcast, but uh, I, it's kind of sad that uh, they're leaving because I did, I saw their beers often in liquor stores. I think I picked them up a couple times, at least once on this podcast, but other times just to drink. Um, so yeah, another brewery kind of bites the dust, but then again, there's more breweries coming as we've talked about. So yeah. we'll see how that happens. Uh, another thing about breweries is I want to mention, I did, reach out to uh, heavy rotation brewing uh, last week, week on Twitter. I said, Hey guys, uh, what's going on with the crowlers, howlers, whatever the special announcement coming soon. Ooh. So okay. hopefully they'll have uh, howlers or crowlers coming soon. And as soon as it happens, I'll be stopping by there to get some for the podcast because we need to get those guys on the podcast in terms of their beer. So hundred percent. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a good visit. We had a, a few weeks ago now. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, uh, in terms of going to breweries, we're almost set up, almost ran a test yesterday with the microphones on the new mixer didn't work. So now we got to go to plan B. I think plan B will work. We'll be set up as soon as we get oh, set up. Plan A was kind of a long shot. Anyway, it was, right? it was, we're, we're hoping yeah. to use existing equipment with yeah. the new equipment and yeah. Yeah. too many adapters and this yeah. and that, but too much we'll get set on. up. And, but yeah, cause I yeah. am looking forward here. I mean, we're already in the middle of May. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to get a brew to a brewery, you know, certainly by June. And I think we're on track to do that. So. Yeah. I think we'll be, we'll be okay. So um, yeah, but that just means that David won't be on those podcasts, you know, right. So, right. Which kind of sucks, but. Maybe we'll figure out a way for him to call in or something. I, I, I mean, I, I think if we really got into it, we could probably make it happen, but probably not for the first couple times we tried. Yeah, it, so. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so we're drinking beer tonight on this uh, fine Sunday. Uh, I'll go first because I've got a beer. I think we've had in the podcast before. I'm not sure. Uh, it's Junkyard Brewing. I'm pretty sure we have up in uh, Moorhead, Minnesota. And I've got their uh, grandma, grandma, Grandpa Bill's Pills which is a dry hopped Pilsner uh, style lager. And it is uh, pretty good. They got a nice can with ducks on it. Old school, you know, nice. Minnesota ducks going on kind of like the old hams or paps cans. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a good, uh, good Pilsner. Really good. Actually. Um, I think it only comes in at like five. Yep. 5.2%. Which isn't bad. So yeah, good stuff. Hmm. They had a bunch of different ones at my uh, local liquor store uh, when I went there yesterday. So I have to get them again. Uh, Dave, what do you have tonight? Well, I actually, so actually I, I ended up uh, today before the game uh, started as we record this on Sunday, uh, Sunday evening. Before the game, I actually spent uh, most of the day out in the Taylor's Falls area, Ooh. Minnesota, actually into Wisconsin, but uh, came back through Taylor's Falls, did a little hiking out at the interstate uh, park out there in Taylor's Falls. Amazing. It's a quick little hike. There's not, it's not super huge, but it's right on the St. Croix river. It's beautiful. I'm sure a lot of people from the area that are listening probably know about it, but I spent some time out there. And then on the way back into town, I happened to go right through Chisago city. And uh, so new brewery for me, I went to the, I stopped, I actually had a chance to stop by and go into the uncommon loon today in Chisago city. 
You got yeah, into Uncommon so, Loon? Damn it. I did. So my first stop there, obviously, I don't, and I'm and quite frankly, I don't think I've ever had their beers before. So it was like a great opportunity to stop in. Uh actually had a beer there as well. And then I picked up a couple crawlers just because I knew we were going to record tonight. So the beer that I'm going to feature on the podcast is their Amber Dextrous. Um, it's an amber ale. I took my first sip of it about a minute and a half ago. So, I mean, it's hard to have a huge reaction to it other than it's very smooth. I, and first of all, I knew, you know, like an amber ale, it's typically an easy drinking uh, beer, which it absolutely is. This one's interesting. It clocks in at six and a half, 6.7%. ABV, which surprised me um, because you wouldn't know it by tasting it like a lot of amber ales. It's really, really smooth. It's not uh, like your typical IPA where it's Mm -hmm. too hoppy. It's it's malt based, um, really smooth, really easy drinking. And so, like I said, I got a crawler of it. That should be probably plenty because, uh, yeah, it's at 6.7%. But I will give a quick shout out while I was there. Uh, I had a pint of the Celtic Fire. That's their Irish Red Ale, and which nice. was very good too. Nice. So yeah, impressive lineup of beers there. Uh, I know, you know, you know, Chicago City for me is is a good forty five minutes plus. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. glad I had a chance to stop by because nice, nice brew hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, today was perfect weather, good patio. Um, yeah, so just a great brewery. I was just happy to have a chance to stop by. And I will one shout out one just for the note as we, as you know, as we record here, I actually I had a rare weekend. I managed to hit three breweries in three days. I went to Holy a brewery shit. Friday. I'll just shout them out. I went up. I was up in um, St. Cloud. So I went to uh, the uh, Beaver Island Brewing Company yep, in St. Beaver. Cloud on Friday yep. night. And then on Saturday, I was in Minneapolis, and I ended up going to uh, Finnegan. Nice. Yeah. So, and then uh, yeah, finish it up today with the Uncommon Loon. Wow, so good brewery weekend for me. Yeah, nice, nice. You're like Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's all his brewery weekends he goes to. Um, I don't know, and I get again. I wish Connor was on here because did he have Uncommon Loon on here before? I believe he did, and that's yeah. why I said it's new. It's new. It's a new brewery for mm-hmm. me. It's a new beer for me. But I. I'm almost certain Connor has had featured uh, on okay. Common Loon. Okay. Because anytime right. you hear kind of a loon in the name, we're like, ooh. Yeah. And I'm pretty, pretty sure we've uh, we've had that one. But I was a uh, newbie, so I was happy to try it. And that is a brewery that we need to get to um, hopefully this year. Uh, it would be, yeah, as far as a podcast is concerned, it mm-hmm. would work out great. Just with the space they have indoors and outdoors, it, it would absolutely work. It'd take me half a day to get there, but it can make it work, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So talked about beer let's get into games dave because we yep. had two this week one good one one not so good one let's talk about the good one first because that one has a lot of different shit going on with it i was gonna um, say we almost had three game days in one yeah, week which is we pretty really much in, we pretty much did i mean we had three game days um wednesday was the u.s open cup at allianz field against the colorado rapids round of 32 round yeah. of 32 and um i telling you guys that I was very concerned this game was not going to happen the way it was supposed mm-hmm. to happen because yes. the thunderstorms are coming in and it was, it was bad. And you're uh, saying that uh, you were saying that kind of days out. And yeah, yeah, if yeah. I recall, and I'm an optimist and I was yeah. kind of just trying to, you know, Oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Cause I was, I was more or less planning on going the weather. Mm-hmm. I did not go full disclosure, but I mean, the, the weather wasn't the, ult- I couldn't go and the weather wasn't the reason why, but even the day of, I'm like, 
Yeah. I'm tracking the storms like, oh, yeah, there's a chance, there's a chance. And I know even like basically about kickoff, we're looking at the radar. But I mean, if you were looking at the radar, even an hour or two before, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. yeah. And this was why, you know, obviously the turnout for this game was was well, not shit. good. Well, but I, and, and, and you know what? It's disappointing, but at the same time, it's unsurprising. No, I mean, Connor, Connor was there. Um, yeah, yeah. and he, uh, right. he was there and, uh, he said there was maybe, what do you say? Like 5,000 people. There? I think that would be at the high end. I think, yeah. I think, I mean, I think I thought he might've guessed in the 3000 ish range. And I mean, maybe 1500 at the low end. And you have, yeah. I mean, single thousands, low yeah, single thousands. A couple of things working against you for this game. One, so Wednesday night. Yes. Yep. Two is Colorado Rapids. Yeah. Three, we got storms coming in. So I, I think th- those three right there were like, okay, I mean, that's just, I don't, you know, whatever. Um, but they did start the game on time. Yep. They got uh, 20 minutes in and then called it off and said, oh, we got we to gotta stoppage because of the lightning. And there was lightning in the area, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then Connor and that- said, uh, Connor said they went into the concourses and they were playing all kinds of rain and thunder and whatever music um in there but uh and at that time at that time i basically and uh, i basically thought to myself okay this game let's hope they restarted but if they were going to restart it it wasn't going to be for several hours you know give yeah. the you know the storms a chance to move through the area they but tried no they tried but, yeah they tried to come back it was like half an hour later or something like that they said oh yeah. get back on the pitch and i was like oh get back off the pitch because here comes the main weather yeah, they were on the. They 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 did they even resume the, resume no, the game? They were warming I up. I didn't they, get they back on. They were warming okay. up. They were warming okay. up. Okay, so they got back on the field, but they yeah. did not resume the yeah. game. But it was kind of that at that time. I was kind of like, what really? Because at that mm-hmm. time, I was full blown. I was I was more concerned with the weather forecast than the game. So I was yeah. looking at the forecast. I'm like, how are they? How, what are they thinking? And I think a lot of people, if you look on Twitter, were like. Yeah. A little skeptical that this was going to yeah. go even, uh, even well, involved with the team and club. But the deal was they had to restart before ten fifty nine. Yes, because uh, uh, city regulations say you have you can't start after eleven o'clock. Yeah, so that was then the, the rush to try to get them to start before ten fifty nine. But unfortunately, they got so much freaking rain, there was mm. no way they were going to start. That they actually. Somebody on Twitter created a new Twitter account called uh, the Lake Allianz Field or something like that. I saw that because yeah, that was good. It, it was a lake on there. It was like oh, yeah. completely drenched. Um, it was yeah, incredible. I mean, they they must have. I mean, we got heavy rain here in Plymouth, but I mean, yeah, they they obviously got a lot because it it literally looked like a lake. And I don't know, you just gotta. I still thought there was a chance they were going to try and kick off again at about. 10 30 i really mm-hmm. honestly thought that mm-hmm. and i was still awake and kind of waiting i kind of flipped away and i was just kind of following twitter seeing if you get any updates and i was a little surprised they didn't get going again i because there was a chance just because credit you know to allianz field and their drainage system it's it's incredible oh, fantastic yeah realistically even if that lake let's call it <laughs> completely drained that that pitch would yeah. have been just completely soaked and obviously they made the right decision a little and you know, it is what it is. They, remember, it just had, they could have played that game at midnight, maybe, but. Now remember now, and we forgot to say this, we went into the stoppage time uh, with a one nil lead. Uh, Dinladi scored in the eighth minute. So we scored 
right before. Actually, we didn't go into it. I think. No, I was gonna. I'm gonna. It was you. a one. It was a one-one tie. I'm gonna correct you, and yeah. and that's why. I mean, it's part of the. Yeah, it was a one-one tie. But yeah, let. I mean, let's. We'll circle back. But yeah, you're because you already brought it up. Dinladi scored, yeah. and let's yeah. let's talk about that goal for a minute. Because yeah. first of all, it's great to see Dinladi score. Yeah. At yeah. Alliance Field. Um. Awesome. And then, uh, but I think the highlight was, and I think circle back because I want to talk about the lineup, but I mean, it was maybe Hanu's finest moment of the season so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, it didn't come during a, a league game, but I mean, did I say, yeah, Hanu just laid that ball in perfectly. Yep. Yep. I mean, he he got the assist, of course, um, but actually Frank Aponi got, got secondary, yep. secondary assist, but it yep. was just, yeah, in the eighth minute, you know, yep. great game and Hanu just awesome to see it cross he I knew he was from you know from the left side of the pit, pitch and cross it in to to Dinlotti who just knocked it in like you expect a, a striker to, to do and it was just fantastic to see so what a start and I mean that's the downside of this game you know ending after what 20 minutes because yeah. um there was a lot of action and then yeah Tony let's see, talk Tony, about um Colorado ended up equalizing just seven minutes later Colorado um, did let's talk about the lineup because it yes, was a we shouldn't was it a was it a three well, four three yeah that and that's what they called it out i believe on on minnesota mm-hmm. social uh tw- you know the twitter feed yep. uh i believe they talked about it on the the, on the you know the broadcasters mm-hmm. for the yep. u.s open cup feed on espn plus talked mm-hmm. about it but yeah they called it a three four three which i kind of like first question because mm, have we ever seen this lineup before not this, not with the eleven individuals on the field, but I mean that formation three four three. But it, it kind of caught me off was. guard. I was like, I, I, when I first saw that, and considering you're talking, you know, you, the players you're talking about in that lineup, the DJ Taylors, O'Neill mm-hmm. Fishers, um, I was kind of thinking, oh, oh, is this really a four three three? No, um, but I mean, I don't think it was. Early it was, on, it, was. A, it was a three five three, and yeah. or three four three. Sorry, um, yeah. and because uh, yet a new Dunlady and Fragapani up top. In the middle, you had DJ Taylor, Rosales, Ariaga, and Fisher. And then the back line, you just had Boxy, Kellman, and Debassi. So yeah. you, it was, yeah, it was it was a weird lineup to see because that's something Heath does not do. No. But in the same sense, I think he was trying to do something different because it's a U.S. Open Cup. He wasn't playing a lot of his starters. I mean, he was playing a lot of his starters, but he wasn't playing everybody. Like, I mean, Reynosa wasn't in there. And... um you know, uh, Amaria, Lude, and those guys yeah. weren't there. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it worked it, out in that first did. 10 minutes, you know? Yeah, and it did. And, I mean, it's an interesting lineup. Like, you, you have a pretty solid back three. You got Brent Coleman. Uh, we'll get to him later. He didn't have the mm. best game. But, I mean, he's a MLS veteran. Uh, we like saying that phrase. Yes. And then you yes, had Debassi and Boxel. You know, yep. that's a pretty solid back three. And then even in the – you know, in you, you, you got your, your – your uh, Honduran international uh, defensive mid with Ariaga and Rosales, mm-hmm. but then on on the wings, then you have mm-hmm. Fisher and DJ Taylor, who of course mm-hmm. are both cap- capable defenders. So yep. this lineup, I feel like it's it was an interesting lineup. It gives you a little bit of flexibility with those wingers being able to you know contribute in the attack like they have. Um, not so much DJ Taylor this season; he just hasn't got the minutes with the team. But O'Neill Fisher certainly, I'd say the big. I think if you're going to an ideal three, four, three, you might have, you know, Kymer Lawrence or something and yeah. on the right and keep and slide Boxel into the center, you know, the sole center back position, mm-hmm. but an interesting lineup. And it, you know, I mean, the, the movement worked and it, and certainly 
um, down the wing to, you know, you know, Hanu into the first goal, it, it, you know, you're like, Hey, we might have something here against, you know, against Colorado side that, you know, a little, you know, they had some rotation too, but I mean, you had Barrios out there and, you know, the loons killer and, and, and certainly, you know, they were playing a, a good lineup as well about on, on par with what Minnesota threw out there. So, but good. Start. We go into this, uh, of course, score the goal. Colorado comes back right away, scores a goal. And then, of course, it's stoppage, stoppage, stoppage. And then all of a sudden, it's guess what? We're going to pick this up again tomorrow at one o'clock. Yeah. So yeah. we went, so we go into the night thinking, holy shit, this would be crazy. They dropped the ball right where they stopped the ball at yeah. one o'clock on Thursday. Now, now we're on Thursday. Uh, same lineups because you can't change. Yes. You know, yep. that's not yep. allowed. Because it was a resume. Uh, if I resume, saw, resume, yeah, it was yeah, a resume. Yeah. Which on some, I was checking, 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 checking. At some point I saw like game, I, you know, it wasn't just suspended. I thought I saw something like game abandoned or something like that. Yeah. But obviously that was not the cat case. Pick up nope. right where they left off theoretically, yep. uh, drop the ball and go. But And um, uh, we go, of course, we play our first, let's see, another 25 minutes going to halftime, still one-to-one. Yeah, uh, and come out, come out of half. And uh, I mean, it's crazy because you have to think about it. So you got time to rest, right? So every player's time to rest. Plus, yeah, your starters who didn't start this game now could potentially come in later because I mean, they're, they're they haven't played, you know, it's a benefit for them to, you know, I've obviously never been in this position. I've hardly, as a fan, I've hardly seen, you know, my team in this position, but the downside of this is you are ramping up and you're starting a game on Wednesday night. And then guess what? You got to go to sleep, you know, late, presumably they were yeah. trying to wait and hold out. You got to go to bed late and then guess what? Get fired up, ramped up, warmed up, ready to go for a second mm. game. So it's almost like you're starting games back to back. I know like coffee, you have all, coffee. All, yeah, Colorado's coach had a little concerns with about that as far as safety of the players. And come on, I'm sure, I'm sure Adrian Heath might have had similar comments. If they if, played 20 minutes, 20 yeah, minutes, I, yeah, but it's it's the ramp up period. And again, oh. I'm not, I can't speak as a former uh, player or anything no. like that, but I, I do get you know the concern with that. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're right, at least they didn't go 44 minutes, at least they mm-hmm. only went, you know, 20 some minutes, 18 minutes or whatever it was. But let's, um. It, it, but I think the thing is, I mean, and I, and full disclosure, I was watching this game. I watched the entire, you know, restart in the second mm-hmm. half of, you know, the restart of the first half and the second half I was watching, but I had maybe 80% concentration because I was, unfortunately I had to watch it on my iPhone at work. Yeah. And so I did, it wasn't perfect. But one thing that was obvious to me was that it, you could kind of tell that it was because, you know, the first you know, on Wednesday night, there was, you know, goals by both sides. Yep. You know, there was a lot of, you know, back and forth. Yep. Um, pretty good. You know, you start on the front foot if, if you're mm-hmm. Minnesota. I wouldn't say that about the restart on Thursday. It was a little just kind of discombobulated. It was, oh. you know, it was a little, you know, it the wasn't the smoothest game. The pitch was still a little sloppy, I'm sure. Maybe. Um, I mean, yeah. but credit, you know, credit to all I feel. And at least there was some sunshine out there yeah. uh, to, to help. Um, let's go right away to something that's going to uh, show us what happened in the, in the last part of this game. Uh, Brett Coleman gets a yellow in the 55th minute, which, okay, you know, no big deal, right? It, it was. There's so many yellow cards. I think at the time yeah, there was a bunch. 
I, yeah, I'm not going to speak to it because I don't yeah. remember it clearly in my head, but I feel like actually overall, only, I wasn't like impressed by Yeah, overall. There was I a mean, lot of fouls. I, I, I'm, there no, are a lot I'm fouls. Talking about, I'm talking about in the last few games. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying yeah. To keep, I'm trying to sort these games out. But uh, yeah. I feel like I can't remember. Uh, I feel like Brent Coleman had a bad foul at one time. And Holy he, shit. It was unnecessary. But um, I think that yellow card that he got in the 55th minute was well deserved i think maybe the question was was that necessary I, and yeah. i think the answer to that was no but if i'm wrong so be it but well look at look at that look who's made an uh, an appearance here it's david sterling who's not talking all right well let's keep going then. yeah we'll keep until going until david gets back anyways um, yeah so bottom line he, he he gets the yellow card in the 55th minute um, which is which, which comes to back into play in the uh let's see here 83rd minute because he gets another yellow card and now he's out of the game yeah and that and and sorry to our listeners i mean i maybe that's the one i was thinking of that mm-hmm. kind of wasn't a necessary card but either way yeah it's two yellows and both i'm not arguing with either i mean they were they were cards and I th- i'm pretty sure one of them was unnecessary and so yeah 83rd minute you know and this is a game through that you know second half like i mentioned it didn't start out very smooth but as 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 it wore on as as they kind of started to feel their legs underneath them again after the restart i felt like yep. minnesota i i felt comfortable as a fan watching this game as a minnesota fan yep. watching this game i felt yep. comfortable that the the loons were going to find a way to pull this one out at home yep. um Obviously, though, at the 83rd minute, that didn't help. Now, I wasn't in panic mode because we've seen kind of in both, you know, the reverse scenario, you know, as far as Minnesota playing against a 10-man team, 10-man squad, that it doesn't, you know, that does it's not a final nail in the coffin. And I, so I wasn't panicking, but it's obviously your odds go from Minnesota at that point, prior to that point, for the 20 minutes prior to Coleman's red card due to two yellows, I thought Minnesota was on the front foot. They were constantly attacking. They had good opportunities, good chances. You know, you you felt good, but it, that that kind of was the neutralizer. You would think. Well, that, you think that so. puts Colorado then on the team that can have possession, Not maintain us. possession, and then minute if you're a Minnesota fan, then you hope for nope. maybe a counter, maybe nope. not. Nope. So our team is if we go down a guy, we win. If the other team goes, uh, if, if we go down a guy, we win. Yeah. If the other team uh, goes down a guy, we lose. That's the it, way it, it works with it. It sure seems that way, um, at least so in recent history. Just getting out of this quickly, Dave. Coleman gets a red, and right after that, Reynoso scores a goal. Yeah, not long and, after uh, that. And does he score a goal or what? Just incredible, mm-hmm. his footwork. Mm-hmm. And we've we've been talking about Reynoso kind of maybe heating up over the last few weeks. This is just classic Reynoso. But, yep. I mean, this was in the box or just started just outside the mm-hmm. box completely fakes it out. And I think I, I just love the way that uh, some of his teammates were describing, I think I can't remember if it was Bo- uh, Boxel or Coleman or somebody who was describing uh, Reynoso. And they're like, Oh, we knew, we knew like as soon, before it even started, uh, we knew. And it's just the amazing, amazing individual effort um, to score that goal. And that was just massive. So we get out of this uh, crazy day or two days with the win, move on uh, to the uh, Sweet 16, as you can call it. Um, and then we, of course, uh, really quickly, they did the draw that night for the next right. two two rounds. 
Um, we uh, got the second home game in our bracket. SKC got the first one. SKC will play Houston in SKC. We will play Omaha here in Omaha yeah. at Allianz Field. Uh, what is this? Uh, I think was it next week? May, it's uh, May 25th. So it'll next be a week, week from Wednesday as we yeah. record May yeah. 25th. But yeah, it is interesting. I think I I was watching the draw live and uh, I, my, okay, SKC got the uh, first home uh, draw. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. You know, boo. But when Minnesota got the second, I was cheering for two reasons. One, home game. Two, okay, we at least we don't have to play Kansas City in the round of uh, 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we can go at least one more round well, before playing them. Unfortunately, Dave, if we beat Omaha, uh, we need to have to go to SKC or to Dallas, right? Uh, it would be Houston or Houston. SKC. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, Houston, Dallas. They're, we don't play well in Texas, anyways. They're both bad destinations. You're mm-hmm. right, Tony. And, and I, I, during the live draw, and when I looked into it after, I know you guys did the next day. I, I wasn't, I couldn't remember if they do redraw, but it is determined. You're right. They they will have to go to the winner of SKC in mm-hmm. Houston. Um, I don't really have a preference, honestly, other than the fact that they did go to SKC, you know, what, a couple of years ago in the playoffs and, yeah. and win there. But yeah, and Texas is not a great place to play at the NMA nope. or, or any time for that matter for this club. But uh, bottom line is, you know, I think we got to be optimistic about advancing, you know, into the quarterfinals. And then mm-hmm. once, you know, they're playing a Union Omaha team and credit to you know Omaha, they not only have they been playing well and they've been playing very well in this tournament, but the bottom line is they're a USL one squad. You know, that's the third division, you know, behind USL championship. So yep. really no excuse. And I think Minnesota, they have to take this tournament very seriously. And I think we're going to see some significant rotation against a USL one, you know, squad, but I think they, they're still taking this tournament seriously. like they always have, I believe, and and they're going to continue to do so. But I don't know. The real question is if, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but a question to think about is if they do beat union Omaha at home on May 25th is do do they, you know, do they start rotating their favorable lineups out of league games and into let's, the cup now that you you could potentially be in a quarterfinal game? Okay, no, we'll save Dave, that for later. Dave, Dave, no, you're getting you're going down the rabbit hole, dude. No, yeah, stop. Yeah. Um, before we go on here, let me just say our predictions from last week when we predicted this Colorado game. One of us got it totally correct, mm. and uh, that was me. Oh, I thought Connor did. Are you done? Nope. I had it as we're talking about the the U.S. Open Cup. Okay. Did that game, uh, Dave? David had a one to two loss. Hmm. Uh, Dave, you had a one nil victory for the Loons. I had a two to one victory for the Loons. Good for me. And Connor had a two nil victory for the Loons. So got that one. We'll talk about what Connor got right soon. Okay. So let's. Uh, Let's bring is David available. David, are you available? All right, he's chewing. He's he, he had a long drive. I'm back. Oh, yeah. he's back. He's back from Miami. Uh welcome David, back. welcome back from Miami. Uh, did the Brewers get the victory? They did. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll uh we'll ask you about the stadium and the visit after we are done recording. We'll save our listeners the uh yeah, yeah. Sure. Um but yeah, yeah, it's good. Good to have you back. Um, so let's talk 
right now, since David's here, I want to bring up this question because uh, I think it was Dan O on Twitter posted this question for a couple of us podcasts. What would you rather have uh, the victory against Atlanta in 2019 for U.S. Open Cup victory? Uh, or would you rather have a victory against Seattle? I think it was was last year, right? Um, 2020. 2020. Sorry, 2020. My bad. 2020, the victory against Seattle to go to the finals. And I'm pretty sure most of us would say we'd rather have the U.S. Open Cup victory. Uh, I would. I, I mean, I yeah. can start. I, I would only because, you know, winning, you know, winning the Western Conference and going to an MLS Cup final would be fantastic especially in your at that point what fourth year mm-hmm. um but I, uh winning in atlanta and this is not just because we were there in person no yeah. it's hardware i mean that mm-hmm. that matters especially for a young team to put a trophy like that in your trophy case i think is a big thing you know to start building you know your history speaking of hardware did you guys see yeah i suppose you guys didn't see dave you might have david he brought it uh, before the broadcast, they showed a picture of Heath going up to the uh, what is it, CCL uh, mm. trophy, and Heath kind of walked up there and took a look at it from afar and was like, mm-hmm, and then walked away. Right, and, like, and that's another thing. Yeah, perfect, Tony, that you bring that up because if let's hypothetically, you know, if this is 2020, but if you know, if you win the U.S. Open Cup, guess what? You get a berth into that Concacaf Champions League, which yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. If people don't take the U.S. Open Cup seriously, I would at least in this in North America, in in the Caribbean, people take Concacaf Champions League seriously. There's no they doubt sh- about that. They should, so, especially to the south of us. So they should. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and gr- growing into the 2026 World Cup, I mean, mm-hmm. you should take it very seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, are you drinking tonight, or are you done? Oh, I'm drinking. What do you got tonight? Whiskey with ooh, whiskey again, Germany Christmas. It's a uh, Minnesota 13 from um, 11 Wells. 11 Wells that's uh in St. Paul. Okay, so um, I picked this one because I, I've said that this is this whiskey's cursed. <laughs> um, because every time I drink it during a loons match, something bad happens, so I decided I picked this one. But you weren't drinking during a lose match, though, because you were in Miami. Well, right. So I was just kind of picking it as a as a uh, tribute to bad things. Any any good beers? The game quickly. Um, you know, I didn't actually. I took advantage of the free beers. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, with nice. So they weren't. I mean, it was Yingling or Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't try any uh, Biscayne Bay Brewing mm-hmm. as a beer hall there. Nice. Um, and I I should have gotten some from there, but I was being cheap. Well, Dave already bought the fact we're going to Miami, so I mean, yeah. we'll yeah. try some out when we're there. But um, let's get into today's matchup against Seattle because we were all down in this game. I think all of us chose. We all chose a loss. Uh, David chose a draw. Um, so um, the lineup was not too crazy. I mean, he had Robert Lute up top. Yeah, I was going to say a few changes, a few changes from the last league match against uh, FC Cincinnati. But Franco. yeah, I mean, I, 
yeah yeah and, yep you had franco there and mm-hmm. and uh yeah, i can't remember you oh remember, and uh, yeah and the uh the big change was calman starting for boxy because boxy was sick yeah under the weather was we, the quote we don't know if huh. we don't know you, you never know i guess you don't i mean he was available in the 18 so i guess all we do is speculate it so we don't speculate about it i mean it's 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 frustrating too because I mean I I can think of a couple of points during this game where Boxel might have made a difference, especially in the second half. But yeah. it is what it is, and mm-hmm. you know Coleman's very capable, but you know he did not have a good match. You know Coleman played midweek, did not mm-hmm. have a good match. Mm-hmm. You know uh, against Colorado and gone off with a red card. Obviously, this does not. It, he's uh, so common will be unavailable for Omaha Union Omaha, but right, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Maybe that's what Heath was saying. We don't need him. We don't need him. Play him um, now. He won't be available yeah. next Wednesday. So well, before we and, oh, this- and then and then I thought the I think the announcers brought this up. So this is not a original thought, but it's a good point. Robin Lude, you know, starting up top again. I and I mm-hmm. say again because that was the case against FC Cincinnati as well. Yes. I believe. Yes. But the last time the Loons played Seattle in Seattle. Uh, Robin Lude was starting up top because that was the run to that yeah. Western Conference final yeah. where they had a lot of success with Robin Lude playing the nine. Yeah, never, never won in Seattle. We have never won in Seattle. No, it is the, six. the longest streak in MLS right now. Um, and it is crazy. But how can I put it? This game for the first probably 15 minutes, a lot of back and forth. You know, yeah. a lot of uh, everybody had chances, chances, chances. Uh, DSC had a great save. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, it was very lively. Yeah. I, you know, and this is one of those I look back at, and I think I brought this up a couple of times this year, but this was, you know, this game was on ESPN nationally mm-hmm. broadcast for, you know, for the most part, I would assume. And it was, if you're a neutral supporter, if, if you're not a fan of either the loons or, or, or the Sounders, this was a fun game to watch. The first half was very fun. It was back and forth opportunities for both sides, you know, and, and it's just kind of been textbook lately for uh, Minnesota, you know, Dane Sinclair kind of bailing the team out with a couple of big saves early on, but yeah, for the most part, um, you know, Minnesota looked good and they have been doing this even in the losses, even in the losses against um, what Cincinnati and then LAFC Minnesota started games well, and this was no exception. They, they, they were playing very well, especially for being on the road in Seattle, a place that you've never won before. Uh, you know, that's kind of a heavy feeling, but uh, you know, at least for the, the only the, the flip, flip flip side to Tony, you're talking about the first 15 minutes is, you know, you're starting to maybe scratch your head a little bit and think, Oh, more of the same, more of the same. I think what we did see early was Ray being Ray. I think Ray Noso is looking good. Um a lot of the plays started through him with him from deep, deep in the midfield. Yeah. You know, he'd bring the four, four he'd bring the ball, he'd which start the play. Which and, didn't happen. And I was kind of, you know, we've a player that we've talked about a lot, for better or worse, has been Franco Francopani. And early in this game, and my opinion started to kind of flip on its head. But early in this game, I was really high on Francopani because I thought, and the main reason being. Uh, his his play with Rob uh, uh, Reynoso, mm-hmm. I, I thought they had a really good combination going. Unfortunately, Reynoso, time and time again throughout the first half, would would serve 
serve up I uh, Franco Francopani with with some good balls, but he just Franco just couldn't do anything with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, th- that that's I think the frustrating thing. There about was the first twenty minutes because it was just more of the same. There was some good buildup, you know, through the midfield, starting with Reynoso for the most part. And it, they, but again, they just couldn't finish, and it there were was a little bit frustrating. A couple of players with Franco that I won't even talk about that were just stopped the whole progression of the the offensive attack. Um, you know, not passing or passing too much. Uh, the guy, I don't know what he's doing, but frankly, he just doesn't look good when he's doing it. Um, yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Really, we uh, we've held. I mean. We held off Seattle for a while. Uh, they held us off too. Robin Lude had a miss uh, that almost curbed in. Great, but guess what? A couple minutes I, later, he gets the goal. So problem yeah. solved, right? And I think you, yeah. And Tony, you, you said it's like I think you you were the first one to kind of speak up about it. I mean, it's just amazingly on on. I know what you're talking about his yeah. miss where he kind of curled yeah. it too much to the far yeah. post. Yeah. I was expecting that to go in too because. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was just, but fortunately for Loons fans, yeah, just minutes later, um, yeah. again, this was, the, so it, this play was Reynoso started, uh, um, I think he went, he, he went back and forth with Loon once and then yep. got it out to Franco Pony, who was barely onside. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes, sure Seattle barely. fans might say he was offsides, but they, it did go to VR. They did a VR check, said he was onside, but, uh, and this is, I thought it was funny because, I, I I think about Franco Pony and like this is a case where it wasn't Franco Pony. I don't I, I don't have the the stats in front of me. I don't think he got an assist, but if he did, it really wasn't his assist. It was more like um, he got one. He got one. Did he? Okay, but I mean, it was more um, uh, no new who's new who's. I, mean, I, I would give new who the assist because it yeah. was Seattle's mistake. The ball oh, yeah. just went through. It nutmeg. It basically went through his legs, but Lude found it in, in a spot where yeah. he. Couldn't miss. Yep. And, but Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in a, you know, that was 34 minutes in and, and already through that first half hour, I was thinking, okay, they're playing well now to be fair, Seattle had had their chances, but it was a back and forth, good game, but Minnesota found the opening goal. So you got to feel pretty good. Minnesota's playing well. Um, but look Dane's what we did. Look well. what we right. did. We held out. In the first half, with a lead, got to yeah, got to halftime. We didn't give up. I'm glad Tony, you did not text saying, "I hope we don't give up the lead." I wasn't going to. I didn't I wasn't want, going to. I didn't want you. I didn't want you to jinx it. I wasn't going I to. Really did. Yeah, good. Good. To. Well, and they made it. They made it. So you know, first yeah. half, winning you know, one nil. What? What more do you want? Yeah. One of the things that I think needs to be pointed out um, <clears throat> was I hated the goal because it was. It's more evidence that Franco isn't served purpose mm-hmm. that pass was terrible i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he scored a goal was because who, who knew uh knew, sorry um mm-hmm. screwed up yeah. i mean it wasn't it it went right at his feet and then kind of pinballed in between his legs it did yeah. Look, it, it, it was that goal was more on seattle than it was yeah so i will, I will up, say that yeah it really ended up being a really poor pass that should have ended possession. Yeah. And as long as we're talking about this, there was a sequence, I think, in the second half where, again, it was – and the only positive I can see is, you know, the Renew Franco 
there might be a connection. At least they can they can complete a couple passes through each other. But right. Reynoso serves up Franco the ball just incredibly. Well, there's a couple of chances, and then he attempted. Franco had a couple shots to put the ball into the box. Yeah. You know, but couldn't uh, do it. He couldn't do it. And couldn't then there it. was a final one, definitely in the second half, mm-hmm. where he, I don't know if it was Reynoso in this particular opportunity, but he came down the wing and just like he had, there was. He had a huge opportunity to put the ball into the box, you know, and just ended up just, you know, putting it right at the goalkeeper, you know, from the baseline. And I I don't know. It just, yeah, that's why I'm saying my opinion of at first I was optimistic about Franco, 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 but it just went downhill. But so we talk about crazy plays guys. And let's talk about the 40th minute. And Seattle's, I think this is Seattle's uh, penalty aerial foul. Yeah, penalty, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the one that was set up by Rui Diaz. Yes, but I, you might take it, I think, on, and, and nope, I nope, hate to I, rail on Coleman, but I mean, I, it started with a, kind of a bad first touch, bad giveaway by, I believe, hmm. Brent Coleman. Yeah, it was Coleman, but Rui Diaz went down on the pitch in the attacking third. Okay, he laid down there for a long time. And then he gets up when we're doing our kind of, you know, figuring out what we're going to do the attack. And he cherry picked the pass from Coleman. Now, not saying Coleman's not to blame for that, Mm. but Rui Diaz. I don't know why more players don't do what he did. I mean, seriously. I feel like what what uh, what were we, what play are we talking about where where somebody did something very similar? It wasn't yeah, a penalty. Was, um, God, what ball was that? It was like three games ago, two games. Yeah, ago. it was. Somebody yeah. was sitting very, like right outside the box. Or something yeah. basically injured. Was it, uh, yeah, it was, but yeah, was LAFC. Yeah. Oh, okay. LAFC. Um, yeah. uh, I can't think of who it was. Yep. Supposedly was injured. Yep. Got up when no one was paying attention. Yep. And got a goal. And that's what Rui Diaz did. He was down there. Nobody was thinking about him. Then he made his play up the pitch, and Kalman made a bad pass. And normally it wouldn't matter because then we'd be back there, but Rui Diaz was back there, stepped up, stepped in front of it. But, you know, as much as we should blame Kalman for this, mm-hmm. that was a, a shitty, shitty foul by Trap. It was. Mm-hmm. And there was no reason he had to even engage. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I well, no, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, it was so once Rudy Diaz, yeah, you're right. But I mean, it was Roldan, Christian Roldan. I mean, he, his run right up through the middle. I mean, it was a pretty strong, he, it was, it was a pretty strong run. He was right going through goal, but, but there, well, was, there was no reason to engage him. He was be trap was behind him. He chased him down. Mm-hmm. Dane had a clear, run out from goal. He even had coverage behind him. Yep. There was zero reason for Trap to even yep. come near him. And it's just another thing that I severely dislike about Will Trap. Yes. It's it's just rash decisions mm-hmm. to mistakes. And it, look, if the 49th minute, they don't get that PK, we're still up a goal going into the 50th. Well, I yes. was going to say, How what does that change everything? I want to, I kept, it's, it's the most unoriginal thing I could possibly say right now, but I mean, I'm going to say it anyways, you know, goals change games. And this one yeah. did, because if we could have continued through 
this phase of the game where at this point, you know, Seattle came out of the second half better. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Seattle was kind of the better team coming out of the half. And, yeah. but if they don't score that goal, you just don't know what happens, yeah. you know, if they don't right. get that opportunity. And I mean, speak about scoring that goal, this, you know, we're so disappointed because Dane St. Clair has never given up a penalty kick goal before. Yeah, and he almost did. Until almost this didn't. day. Yeah. I mean, he guessed right. He guessed right. It, one second before, if he guesses right a little bit before, his hands come out and that ball is either above the post or it's off to the side. He yeah, had so, his hands yeah, on. Cr- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I almost drove off the road. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna keep saying this, guys. I'm gonna keep saying it. DSC is becoming the best goaltender in MLS, and it's not even close. So, do you think he is? And he is just the fact that he got his hands on it. I mean, you got to credit Raul 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 Diaz for for the pace that he had on the yeah. ball because I mean yeah. it was a hell of a PK. It wasn't. Well, gonna... I mean, if he anything less. Dane Sinclair guesses right, has yeah. his hands on it, and it's saved. But I mean, route he he put the pace in that ball, and it was scored. But I, question was brought up during the broadcast, like was you know why did um, why did Raul Raul Diaz uh, you know you know get the opportunity to take that PK? Now was it because you know he initiated that penalty kick because they were yeah. saying Ladero? I don't think has ever missed a PK in yeah. MLS play. That's yeah. that's what they were talking about. But you know why he got way. it? You know why he got it? Because he cherry picked that pass. That's why he yeah. got it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe good play. Maybe that was the reason. So good maybe play. he deserved it and to get him back on track and, and whatever. What I'm saying now is Reynoso goes down. He used to do this more often. Go down in the, in the mm. attacking third, then cherry pick a pass out. That's what he's got to yeah. do. So yeah, I mean, I think we were frustrated at the game. At this point, just because, mm. okay, you're up a goal, you know, be, prior to that penalty kick, your Minnesota's up a goal. Maybe you, you can play a little uh, safer, you know, whatnot. But it's, then I think it's at tilt. this point, it, it's it, tilt, it is. Man. That, must, that must be it. Because, okay, now you still have an opportunity at 1-1, kind of, you know, getting into the middle of this game, middle to end of this game, you to don't. come out of Seattle with one point. They you haven't don't. ever in their history managed to even come out of Lumen Field with a single point. But you don't. You, know, you don't, Dave. You don't. It's Seattle. Yeah. We have a problem with Seattle. Uh, we can go. We'll talk about this again. The Twins against the Yankees in the playoffs. Never have a chance, right? Loons versus Seattle anytime. Never have a chance, especially, well, in Seattle, right? As soon as that goal was scored, I knew Seattle was going to win this game. Because that's the way it works. There was no the, the field had tilt had tilted so much to Seattle's side yep. that there was no way we're gonna score a goal. I don't care what Heath did, I don't care if he threw this kitchen sink at well, this team, wasn't let, gonna happen. Let's speak to Heath. So we go, you know, we go back to um Franco starting and having Bongi coming off the bench in the 65th minute, and that's kind of and and it was one one after that PK and yep. um you know, I, I, for a moment thought, okay, you're bringing Bongi in, you know, subbing off Franco that they've had success, you know, a few, you know, a few weeks ago doing exactly that, bringing a little energy into this game, you know, versus tired defenders possibly, you know, and then shortly after that, Ar- Ar- Luis Armaria, nice to see he's doing, feeling better after the birth of his child. Um, you know, he comes in for Dunlady. So I had a brief moment of, okay, 
they're going to go back to what worked for them when they were scoring three goals a game against what was it Chicago, you know, I, I, I thought maybe, maybe there's a chance if they don't, you know, maybe they can't get three points, but maybe they can hold on to this, but it just didn't quite work. It maybe should have, we should talk about Bongi. He nearly, he should have scored. He should have scored. Unfortunately he did not. Um, I think it was off a Reynoso corner yep. kick, which yep. we should say, I think Minnesota had like 27 corner kicks in this game. Something like I that. Be, yeah. I could yeah. be off by a few, but they had yeah. a lot of corner kicks. Uh, and Reynoso for the majority uh, did had pretty good service. Like, he really mm-hmm. did. And this one was just perfect late in the second half. You know, while I think, was it while it was still? Yeah, it was, it was, I have my notes, 65th. No, never mind. But 70, 72nd minute. So mm-hmm. shortly after he came in, Bongi came in, he was at the far post on a, uh, a Reynoso corner kick. And yep. I don't know how he had a header header opportunity. I don't know how he didn't put it in. Well, it's like, I want to see that kid score his first goal for Minnesota so bad. Again, dude, it's, it's, it's the whole Seattle thing, right? It's, yeah. it's that's what it is. I can't explain it. I can't. Um, but we saw it after that Bongi miss. Uh Rodane, Rodane comes down outside the box. There's no way that DSE is going to get to that. Um, yeah, it was just after that, Bongi. That's that's uh, just. I mean, that's just. That's, it is what it is. And and there's your there's your cruel game. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a golden opportunity for Minnesota, and then minutes later, uh, base you you it's out of reach at that point. Two. I don't care if it was two to one or five to one. They oh. weren't they weren't coming back from that. Well, that's, and, that's what happens. And then of course you know Seattle scores the. Third goal yeah. in the it waiting looks, minutes, and and just because we're throwing everything up top, yeah. and that's the way it works. So there were some chance. There were some chances. There were uh, Seattle did screw up numerous times in this game. Like I said, we had a four on two matchup. Oh, yeah, we we didn't, get, didn't even get a shot off. Didn't get a shot off on that one, which is just stupid. And and what happened there? Because so at that point, I was listening to it. I I remember thinking. I think it was. I think they did they get it to uh, uh sorry, but I, think, I remember it went to Anne Maria. Yeah, Maria. I was thinking, and which would have been on Minnesota's right side. I yeah. as it happened in real time, I was thinking because they it was four and two, and I thought yeah. I don't know why they didn't go left, mm-hmm. you know, get it up to the left side. Um and it went to but a- it it got quickly clogged up. Yeah. We got a corner of it, but seriously, I mean, you're four on two, you should have a shot on goal. It's the way yeah. it works. There's no, there's no, I mean, it has to be. You, you just have to shoot on goal at four on two. Come on. And it, and it comes oh, down to, it I, comes down to training. It comes yeah. down to what are they doing in training? They need to stop yeah. this soccer tennis crap that we see on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Focusing 100% on finishing. I, I think for the offense, whatever the hell yeah. they're doing. Absolutely. I, I think one if for the people that are still listening that aren't fed up with another loss at Seattle, I, I want to before that opportunity that we're talking about that four on two. Um, actually, Hanu came on and DJ Taylor came on. Um, so now this is uh, DJ Taylor came on for O'Neill Fisher and uh, Hanu came on for Will Trap. So you had Hanu and Armoria on the pitch for the first time. Oh, I'm not going to go there, but they were on the two. We had our DP strikers on the field 
you know, together for a brief period of time, granted 10 minutes, but I guess that's not my, the point I want to, I just want to give a shout out to DJ Taylor because minutes after he came on, he basically kept Minnesota in that game at two to one because he came up with a huge, huge block. Um, And then, and it was his, that, so what happened was DJ Taylor came on, like I mentioned, a huge block. I don't think DSC would have done anything about it. Kept us in the game at that point, Minnesota in the game. That led to a Seattle corner, and this was the weird thing. Seattle went full head-on, and that led to a huge, massive counter off that corner kick. That's what led to that four-on-two that we're t- we were t- talking about. Yep. And, yeah, I think Seattle's like, wow, we just got lucky there. So it was kind of funny. Next corner Se- opportunity Seattle had, they played it much more conservatively. But, yeah, either way, when, on that four-on-two, I'm just – again, it's one of those things in your mind. Just, yep. There's a goal. There's a goal. There's let's, a goal. let's get out of this game because it's Should ridiculous. Have it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so 0 7 in yep. Seattle. And not just not just in Seattle. I mean, I think now they're Minnesota's, I think, 10 or Seattle is 10 1 and 1 against Minnesota. Yeah, something like that. Home that's, and away. Yeah, just, including playoffs. So it, that's just garbage. Throwing salt in the wound there, Dave. So yeah. Throwing salt in the wound. Um, so we didn't get any points. Seattle gets three. Uh, we're sitting at 10th place. Seattle's in 11th place. We have 14 uh, points on the season. Seattle has 10. Uh, we, yeah, it's it's going to be a struggle. Um, well, the rest that's, of the why, year. that's why I, t- I mean, Seattle, like, I think to start this game, Seattle was in last place. And Seattle Never. does not feel like, the, the Seattle does not look like a last place club. I know we no. were playing in a place that we never win, but they no. do not look like a last place club. They're, uh, you know, again, shout out CONCACAF, you know, champion, champion leagues, champions. So good mm-hmm. for them. That's awesome that MLS has that uh, title right now. But um, yeah, that, I, I, I look at Seattle as a team, a second half team. Well, I mean, we're in the you know, first quarter of the season. Seattle's a team that's might most likely is going to take one of those seven spots. So you, 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 we're looking up at the playoff line now. And so you got to keep winning and there's, we've got huge games coming up, you know, midweek now coming up Wednesday, I think against LA galaxy at home um, followed yeah. by who are they Followed by a weekend game. And yeah, then we'll, yeah. we're going to talk about that. We're going to go to a break quickly okay. and we'll come back. We're going to talk about uh, the next two games, which is, I believe you're right, Dave, we have the galaxy, and then we have uh, Dallas next Sunday. So we will predict those two games. And then uh, I have a funny story or two when we come back. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in just one minute. And we're back. Uh, David is still with us after eating his food and, uh, and his brewer's gear. It was a good time for you, Dave. Right. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Drinking his whiskey. Good time. Um, let's going to be tough guys because after watching these last, well, two games, um, I think it's going to be tough to predict what the loons are going to do in the next two games coming up. Uh, because <laughs> to say the least, I mean, we have LA, the galaxy are here on Wednesday night. So it's a Wednesday night matchup. 
Um, God, man, I don't even know. Uh, I'll go first on this one, prediction-wise. I'm going to say it's a one-to-one draw with the Galaxy. I just don't think we're scoring any points. Sorry, just can't see it. Um, Dave, how about you? That's so negative. I mean, I, I, I'm absolutely going to predict a, a two nil victory for the Minnesota loon or Minnesota United FC loons. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just don't see, I, I, I saw enough out of Seattle, even in a loss to, to, to kind of give me enough hope to say that, you know, they didn't play terribly, you know, against Seattle. We talked about a few things here, there, could have changed that game on the road in a place where they've never won before. So I, I think this club is playing well. Yeah. Sucks. It's a midweek game, but I mean, that's the same thing for LA galaxy. So I, I think this, I think this is, this is a very heavily motivated team right now and they have to be, you know, it's a point in the season and the standing. So yeah, I don't know. I'm two nil. Right. They're going to do what they need to do to win. David. <laughs> Um, you know, LA has not scored. Actually, they've scored as many goals as we have, I believe. Um, they're not terribly great on defense, but they're not bad. They're at the better, better third of the league, I think. I, I have no faith in this team at this point. I, I think it's a two-one loss. Ooh, good yeah. Um, I forgot to mention, guys. Uh. If we oh. look back at the scores from uh, or predictions from last game for today's game. Yeah, yeah uh, that's good. In Seattle, I had a, 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 a two nil loss. Uh, Connor had the the big winner. He had the, the three score. three to one loss, so he had the correct score. Uh, David, you had a two to two draw. Hmm. And uh, I usually don't believe it. I can't remember doing that. Why would I pick a draw? I don't know. And Dave had a two to one loss. So. I, I was pretty close. I mean, it was yeah. more or less two to one. I mean, they got a yeah. late goal, extra, yeah. <laughs> an yeah. extra time goal yeah. or stoppage man goal. So, so but I'm usually wrong, but I I hope I'm right this week. So maybe um, after we have uh, LA in town, guys, we then go to Dallas, where we all know we play in Texas, we suck. So make sure you're predicting based on that premise that we suck in Texas. Okay. So and, David and Dallas and Dallas is having a terrible year this year. So doesn't far. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, we, I, I, and I'm I'm joking. They're actually we, we suck in the tables. We talk. Yeah, with six wins. So we suck in Dallas. David, let's start with you. Prediction. Um, I, I honestly, I'm going to go three one loss. Ooh. I, I just yeah, I, I'm I'm done with this wow. team. It's been, oh. I don't think it's going well from here. All right, I'll go next. Uh, I'm gonna pick a. I'm gonna go crazy on this one. I'm gonna pick a two to one win. Wow, because I just think that maybe we fight the old Texas curse that we have off and They're get a victory. One at home. I know. But they don't have any fans there. <laughs> at, some, fans. <laughs> at some point, some point, that's going to come back to bite them in the ass. But 
Maybe next weekend. Well, I think they have the best record at home. They probably do. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they do. Yeah. Right. Five wins at home. Yeah. Yeah. They're not not too shabby. Dave, how about you? What are you predicting for well, next weekend? I'm gonna just let me preface this with saying that I I had predicted a win against a two nil win on Wednesday against LA Galaxy, but I'm going with a four to defeat. Dallas. Wow. 4-2. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think DSC is going to give up that many goals? Come on. Yes. No. Hey, no. Them doing it. no. No. No, no, I don't. I don't. I think Tyler Miller is actually because what you know, I think we're going to see DSC, you know, against LA Galaxy midweek. Oh. We'll see Tyler mm-hmm. Miller rotating because, no. you know, for the weekend because we've got to save DSC for the Open Cup game against Union. Oh, okay. okay. Now, Okay. I, I I see that, but it's the goalkeeper, so he shouldn't be rotated. No, you, no, no you, I'm I, I for full disclosure, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, but you, I'm still st- I'm sticking with a four-two loss. With that. <laughs> wow. okay. I mean, right. the reality is, is you can have a very good goalkeeper. I yes. mean, you have like lights out, well, goalkeeper, but if your defense sucks, yeah. yeah. Well, and and put it shoulda, woulda, coulda. I mean, this game against Seattle today. You know, the game could have been five to six. You know, it really could have. I mean, oh, it, you know, True. there was good saves made by both goal. You know, let's shout out True. to Stefan Fry. I mean, he made some mm-hmm. great saves too, as well. So, it, any given Saturday, whatever. I mean, Everything things happen. So we're all we're close, guys, to the halfway point. At the halfway point, we're going to start doing our predictions as a full blown like contest. So, um, we'll talk we're about that. In- we're not in panic mode yet, except for maybe David is in panic mode. But well, yeah, I mean, I'm in a fucking. He's, he's always in panic mode about this team. <laughs> yeah. The way it works, it's fine. It's the way it works. I, I, um, if I recall, Dave's the one that got the downer. Dave. Well, as Dave, Dave downer Dave is actually true. Well, I'm That's not true. always downer Dave. That the, I, the whole bit was I'm either downer Dave or I can't remember what the optimistic side was, but mm-hmm. I'm usually more optimistic than. Mm-hmm negative about this team that that is so yeah well guys usually we'd have connor with some history and some stuff but connor's not available because he's got the kid to work with so we're gonna move on uh some funny stories i have two now do you guys want what do you guys want to talk about first you want to talk about p or gas first p p first okay all right, so Michigan uh, professors are pushing for a thing called P for peonies uh, urine diversion plan. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about the letter P. Uh, no, P, 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 urine. Oh, Dan, okay, urine. you should have yeah. said urine then. Jeez. Yeah. A pair of University of Michigan research- researchers are putting the P in peony, rather than putting the P on peonies. And very much engineering professors, uh, Nancy Love, Krista Wigington, or the visitors, uh, they've been where they've been applying urine-based fertilizers to their heirloom peonies ahead of the annual spring bloom. It's all part of the educate the public about their research showing that applying fertilizer derived from nutrient-rich urine could have environmental and economic benefits. Okay. Yeah, first nitrates. I mean, it's like yeah. I mean, especially now when we're dealing with like a shortage in fertilizer and whatnot. Well, I mean. Dave, and Dave, you're a chemical, chemical engineer, Dave. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I do. So yeah. They're pretty much telling people to uh, take a piss on their peonies. That's what they're saying. Yeah, no, um, I mean, why not? That has some yep. kind of like uh, yep. logic to it. Yeah, I mean, it's called. Uh, they call it pee recycling. Pee cycling is what they call it. Pee cycling. Uh, but yeah, that's what they're calling it. They got a grant for three million bucks from the National Science Foundation, and they've been uh, testing their urine treatment methods. Uh, and uh, figured the peonies were, were the best thing to try it on, so they did, and it's been great. So, so okay, I feel like they went with that just because of the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it sounds so random, random to me that I don't know. Well, pee on pee on your pine tree could be another thing too, I guess. Right. I mean, let, let's say that this works. Okay, mm-hmm. like it, this grant proves that mm-hmm. urine is a good fertilizer. I mean, what exactly can happen at that point? I mean, you can't. I mean, what what are you going to do? You're going to say, "Don't pee in the toilet anymore." And well, now, funny you bring that up, David, because the in the campus engineering building, they have a split bowl toilet, and it's designed to send solid waste to a treatment plant while routing urine to a holding tank downstairs. And okay. then it's treated, uh, used to convert fertilizer. Uh, but of course, COVID forced them to shut that down for a while. Uh, in the meantime, they're upgrading it to a freeze concentrator uh, to add more energy efficient pasteurization. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're, I think they're figuring out. I'd be really, really skeptical at this point, though. I mean, because, yeah, there's, there's certainly nutrients in your pee and yeah. Nitrogen, nitrogen, uric acid, mm-hmm. whatever. But there's way too much bad stuff that's not no. going to help. Now they every every you always say you always hear that what your pee is is um, sterile, sterile, yeah. which is true. But main, that's a lot of that is due to the temperature which it comes out. So oh. the problem is because have you ever looked at a yard that a dog pees on? Yes, I have. A, I have a dog. So, yeah. so I mean, the, the problem with that is it's not just it's not a matter of solid and liquid waste that you got to separate. There's a whole lot of other separation that would have to take place before yeah. it could be good fertilizer. So I don't know. I'm My, really skeptical I don't know. on this one. That, that's a big thing uh, when the age of dogs, <clears throat> female dogs, urine mm-hmm. is more acidic than the right. male. Right. So it kills the grass more. So I don't know if that translates across mammalia yeah might it might might not i know mine would be bad because i have a lot of alcohol in it so you know <laughs> there'd be a problem with that um but uh yeah so these people are trying to recycle our urine and uh they're what? getting money for it and fantastic for them you know what i i mean i i i, I really believe you know we you know everybody every company every government should probably spend more i mean not a big fan of spending money but you got to spend more money on research and development because i mean there's future technology mm-hmm. that needs to be discovered you know, that's right bottom line right. r&d is important i'll say that let's move on from urine to farting gas i say mm-hmm. uh, a soccer player uh was dropped from his team for endless locker room farting i saw the story yeah, yeah. i saw the story and uh so little little was known when Leon defender Marcelo has was uh, dropped from the French side's first team and eventually left for Bordeaux back in August of 2021. And, and Leon, isn't that a 
first team uh, French yeah. league, like yeah. or, or, or in the um, La Ligue, and not La Liga, but uh, help me For out, sure. guys. What's the uh, first league in France? League it's one, league league one. one. Yeah. Aren't they a top tier yeah. team? Mm-hmm. Lyon. So that's sure. what I was saying. Like I, that my first reaction to this was, yep. I think the guys could put up with this in the locker room, don't you? Well, I mean, if it leads to a couple wins, I mean, we're getting sick of these losses well, now. There's... What three in a three in a row, uh, league matches? That is, I I put up with a little gas in the locker room. For but a there's couple wins. more I mean, of that. There's the farting. I think. What? I mean, uh, so now we know his fallout was caused by him not not being able to stop farting. Uh, Marcelo was repeatedly disruptive with his petulant flatulence, according to a report from ESPN, farting and laughing. So I think the guy has a problem where he laughs a lot and he farts while he's laughing. Uh, Or is it just a pull my finger type situation? No, this was during team meetings. Uh, Interrupting and even interrupting the speech by team captain Leo Dubois. So, uh, He's uh <laughs> Leon's senior team suffered an embarrassing three to one loss to the to Angers in 2021, which precipitated Marcel's demotion, but apparently it was more to it. When team director uh uh Juan John Ho or whoever it is, and manager Peter Boltz entered the locker room, the 34-year-old Marcel began farting and laughing while they were in close proximity. Following this, the club booted Marcel from the senior team, demoting him to the first team, citing inappropriate behavior as the cause of demotion. The defender went on to join Bordeaux, who is currently 20th in League One and apparently destined for relegation. Marcel has yet to appear for the team, and it's unclear at this time whether he has farted up their locker room upon his arrival, though we wait with bated and held breath to find out. I mean, I mean, maybe... maybe. Maybe it's a health issue. Because I mean, do they have Dino? Kind of just him trying to yeah. deal do with it. They have gas X there and a little Bino. I mean, tell you the truth. Maybe his laughing is like nervous laughter and he farts during it. I don't know. I mean, some people have issues with farting. He's 34, though. I mean, you think this would have happened like earlier in his career, or maybe he's like getting older and it's just like not sitting well with him or whatever. I don't know. Maybe, well, maybe it's early onset dementia or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, like really early. It, Could just, be. It, it feels to me like it was an inside, like somebody within that locker room or front office or whatever just couldn't resist leaking this story. Right. <laughs> this Le- leaking is right, Dave. He's leaking. Smearing, it. Yeah. smearing Sme- his name. Smearing like. his name. Yeah. I mean, there was a story years ago about uh, somebody been pulled over. And then put in the backseat of a squad car and arrested. And the cop actually sued that person because they were farting so much. Yeah. To you. Because it caused some sort of odiferous blah, blah, blah. And they couldn't drive their car because it was so oh. bad. You know, and, I, seriously, I mean, yeah. that's the deal. Yeah. Farts are going to stink, but they're not going to yeah. do that. I mean, I look at it this way. You, you got to fart at some point. I mean, it's going to happen, right? I mean, I know, I know one person, and I will not name this person because I, I have or do work with this person. He is a he is a chronic crop duster, and what he does is he leaves his office, and he farts and he walks down the hallway, and then everybody down the hallway can smell his fart. 
It's called crop dusting. So and it's not I, years ago, decade ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> worked at a law firm, and one of the senior partners was notorious for doing that. Wow! And, and no, he wouldn't do it just in his office. Yeah, he come to your cubicle area. Yeah, yep. talk to you. Yep. And all of a sudden, he'd leave. Right, everything yep. would be done. He'd leave, mm-hmm. and boom, it would be like. Oh shit. Been there, David. Been there. Yeah. It's not cool. The worst part about it is when the crop dusters do that and then somebody else walks in your office, they think that you pass the gas. Which is the whole point of crop dusting. That's right. Crop dusting is a terrible thing. Not cool at all. Dave, you feel like it seems like you're like oblivious to this whole thing. You know. I'm just saying, you guys know we're still recording on the podcast, right? We just talked about the guy farting. I mean, it's yeah, where it works. Yeah, I mean, you know, this podcast is resorted to poop class and preacher. Well, we had a guy screw a stripper and then die, and then get or a prostitute and then die, and then get uh, sued for that. Remember that? Was yeah. that remember that whole situation? Hmm. Yes. I mean, we've talked about that on the podcast. We get stooped low on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, crop dusting is not the worst thing we've talked about here. I, I honestly think that our listeners hold up. I just think crop dusting would be fun. Like, I, I just think of crop dusting that seems like a fun thing to me. Talking about yeah. plain crop dusting? or Exactly. The no. actual crop dusting. Yeah. No, no. That's, I mean... Yeah, sure. It's probably fun for a farmer or whatever, but we're talking about the actual office thing, right, Dave? I mean, like, you know, yeah, where yeah, people I mean, do that. When I lived out in Colorado, there was the crop dusting company that lived right off the highway. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've, I've crop dusted through my office a couple of times this year, but there's nobody in the office, so it really doesn't matter. That's not crop dusting, then. That's not. I, I've that's probably like, in my office, too. Yeah, that's not. Well, you're in a home office, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> your your kids probably get that crop dust, but who cares? Actually, yeah. my kids crop dust. <laughs> it's a good thing to teach right now. Actually, it's, teach them early. It's better to it's better to spread it out than leave one concentrated you know, <laughs> cloud in one area. You know, you spread it out a little bit; it won't be as bad, right? That's the whole idea. That's what yeah, they're thinking. Probably, probably. But to go back to the story, guys, this guy supposedly has been canned from that team because he farted a lot. I mean, and, I, I feel like there's an ADA lawsuit there. If it, this was the United States, yeah. he would by now. Well, and he laughed. He farted. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, can you sue somebody for breach of contract? Maybe I. I, I if you can somehow argue that it's some health issue yeah you're gonna bring in some uh some guys from the team to be like yeah he was farting a lot you know we have witnesses this guy was just going to town yeah whatever you gotta do okay yeah so anyways guys uh anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here um um i finally saw my first alligator in the wild there you go Awesome. I ended up seeing 10 of them. 
What? I was going to say, I'm, I, I'm just surprised it t- took you so long, honestly, mm-hmm. after being in Florida for, you know, what, six months now, or am I way off? A year. Okay. A year? Has it been a Almost year? a year. Oh, man. So, close. So, eight months. Oh, eight months. Okay. okay, so I was closer with six months than a year, but yeah, yeah wow. I, I'm, I'm surprised it took ten. that long. I saw 10 in, in less than two hours. Holy shit. In your neighborhood? No, no, no. It was on the way from Miami. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Good God. And one that was massive. Oh. I mean, and I mean, so these were legit sightings. Like I saw like whole body. It wasn't like snout and eyes or something. And Just, there was one that I swear was probably 15 feet. Just and you're like, not talking about because you stopped off at the Miami Zoo. You're saying you saw these in the... In the wild, yes. yes. It, was, wild. it was driving. Yeah, we were driving. Out yeah. of the road. Yeah. In the, in the water along the side of the road in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Good God, man. Alligator Alley, like on that drive? Um, no. So I took Alligator Alley to Miami, and then I took um, Highway 41, Tamiami, which is the old way to cross the Everglades mm-hmm. um, on the way back, and that's when I saw all of them. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't want to come down there anymore. Well, I don't know if they're in that area. I mean, alligators. Yeah, sure, they are. They're all over Florida. Oh, place. It's crazy. Tony, you, yeah, you don't have to worry about alligators uh, in Fort Lauderdale and Miami. You got to worry about sharks if you decide to get in the ocean. That's what you really should worry about. I don't know. No, not getting in the ocean then. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not going to do it. We got a pool at our Airbnb. I'm not going to go in the ocean at all. That's a good point. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go in the ocean. Oceans are way better than. Pools. Well, I've been I've been in the Atlantic Ocean before. I've been to Myrtle Beach, so I've been there. It's fine. You know, I could miss it if I wanted to. Well, the pool you do have to worry about alligators in the pool, though. So not the pool we're in, though. Uh, I mean, the chlorine might bother them, but they, they still might. Alligators cool off. Let's not talk about the alligators situation because I just. <laughs> I mean, I there's a possibility that we could wake up. No, stop, 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 stop. Radio is a fucking alligator. Stop. Yeah, you better stop. You better stop, David. Mm. Tony's not going. Don't want to hear about that. It could be the dead. It could be a live version of the dead python I saw on the way to my. I don't want to hear about that. Oh, we don't need oh, to bring God, snakes in. God, man, seriously. I, I saw that on the side of the highway. Yeah. It gave me. We got to deal with this in Minnesota. We like it that way. Mm-hmm. That's right. They wouldn't live up here. Be fine. Fine. Yeah. So, all right. So, midweek game, guys. Uh, and then we have a game next Sunday. It's Sunday, right? I believe it is Sunday. Yeah. Sunday? Yep. Okay. So, we have two games this week. We'll probably record next Monday night. And hopefully, uh, all four of us will be around uh, for the uh, opener of this podcast. Uh, but uh, for myself, Tony, for Dave and David, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons.